Welcome to episode 47 of the Zay Kobe Podcast. Today we'll be discussing the Lakers trying to trade Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving coming back tonight, Clay coming back over the weekend, and more on the ZCP. First things first, welcome into the new year. I know we're five days in, but this is the first episode of the new year, so why not get it started with a few hot topics, hot takes, hot opinions on this podcast. Of course, we're 48 episodes in, episode 50. I may or may not have a surprise. I probably will. I got you on that. Whether if it's in a guest or whether if it's just even more hot content, trust me, I'll bring the heat every single time. Okay, so now that we got that little bit out the way, first topic we're going to talk about, of course, is the banger. The banger, the everything that's been going around, NBA Twitter, NBA IG, NBA, you know, socials throughout the week. Kyrie Irving coming back tonight. Don't know if it's the ESPN game, the Pacers versus the Nets. I don't remember if that's the ESPN game or not. But Kyrie coming back at home. Will he get a standing ovation? Will the Brooklyn fans boo him because, you know, Kyrie has an opinion? It's whatever. Whatever the situation is, Kyrie coming back is huge for Brooklyn. And I will tell you this. The reason why it's huge for Brooklyn is because it takes all the load off of Kevin Durant. Now, of course, I don't want it to take off of Kevin Durant because I want him to win the MVP this year. That's just a selfish thing, though. James Harden might slip back into... It's a early season James Harden. We isn't really putting up uh, crazy numbers, but it's still effective on the court. Either way, this will be fun. This is going to be a fun night of basketball. It's going to be a fun week of basketball because as we talk about Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson could be coming back over the weekend against the Cavs. That's something that I'm looking forward to as an NBA fan because we haven't seen Klay Thompson since June of 2019. That is a sentence and a half. Klay Thompson has not played basketball in two and a half years. And of course, I'm not expecting him to drop 50 on four dribbles or something crazy like that. But it's just fun. It's going to be fun just seeing a blue and gold number 11 on the field or on the court. Just watching too much football lately. It, it really is. It's fun, bro. It's just fun. Like I said, I, I personally have loved the COVID, the COVID season just because is a lot of G League guys that I love personally that get, gets the opportunity. But as an NBA fan, you come to see the stars. Kyrie Irving is a star. Klay Thompson is a star. A few other guys we'll talk about in a little bit. While play, play style isn't what you love, they're still stars. That's why we love the game of basketball. But first, talking about Kyrie Irving. Does this make the Nets championship contender? Give it a buck. I think they all thought they were a title contender without Kyrie. I think they are the favorites with Kyrie. And I'll tell you this. I will take the Brooklyn Big Three over the Lakers Big Three, hands down. I will take them kind. Even It's even tough to say. Will I take them over the Bucks? I have genuinely have no idea. Kevin Durant and Giannis, I think, you match each other perfectly. KD is going to get a bucket on Giannis. Giannis is going to give one back to KD. They're going to... They are going to go tit for tat. For an, they went tit for tat for seven games, and Chris Middleton ended up being the guy to close it out. Who knows? Maybe Kyrie, if Kyrie is healthy, maybe if Brooklyn does go to a game seven in Brooklyn, Kyrie's the guy to close it out for Brooklyn, like Chris Middleton did last year. Or maybe James Harden does it. Or maybe a surprise and Blake Griffin take over. 
you know, Nico Claxton has a 15-10 game out of nowhere. Who knows? But I do like this Brooklyn Nets team now with Kyrie back. Even though if it's only for, what, 30 games in a season, maybe like 25 now. But, like, I still like the, the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving. And I'll tell you why. Again, another reason why I like this Brooklyn Nets team is because, it get, like I said earlier, it gives Kevin Durant a chance to rest. It gives him, or rest, quote-unquote. He's, he's still going to be on the court playing 35 minutes a game, getting his 25 a game. But it's not going to be, oh, KD has to put up a 45-point triple-double or James Harden has to go in his bag or Patty Mills has to have another career high for them to be good. It just has to be them being playing their role, and then Kyrie can come in and give him a dub. He doesn't have to do much else. He can give you a few assists, a few rebounds, maybe play the passing lane or two. But that's, that's about it. That's all you really need from Kyrie Irving. He doesn't have to be the the 40 point per game score for them to be good cuz they have two other guys that could probably do the same thing if they wanted to that's just how this Brooklyn Nets team is built they built this team purely for the offensive end not a sole playing defense of course a lot of their going to games now are going to end in 135 to 130 and it's just a matter if James Harden is going to hit those wide open threes or not that's really all that these Nets games are going to come down to but i do appreciate i i will appreciate Kyrie being on the court just Purely because we haven't seen Kyrie on the court since he went down in, in the Buck series. And I genuinely believe if Kyrie is healthy, I think the Nets do win that series. And who knows? Maybe, shoot, they almost didn't need Kyrie to win that series. If Kevin Durant's shoe size was about a half size uh, shorter, they probably win that game. KD is the three, and they may or may not get a stop on the other end. Who knows? That it really is that close, but Kyrie even just given more points than uh, who's the backup point guard of Brooklyn at that point. My that's how my that's how bad my brain is. By the way, y'all, I couldn't remember who's starting in. I think I think they ran big and they ended up uh, starting uh, Joe Harris at the two. But yeah, I think is is it really is just that big of a difference with. Kyrie being in the lineup, Kyrie not being in the lineup. While Patty Mills has been excellent for Brooklyn this year, imagine if you get similar production from him off the bench while still having Kyrie giving you 20. That's how much you can appreciate Kyrie Irving. As a Brooklyn Nets, I'm, as for Brooklyn Nets fans and for NBA fans who like, like seeing Kyrie play. So the next topic, talking about guys coming back, Clay Thompson. Wow. Something that uh, when I saw it originally, I originally saw it uh, on Twitter. I think it was Shams that tweeted it. Clay coming back, potentially get the cat against the Cavs. This is the words are optimistic about him coming back. I was optimistic he would come back on Christmas, but glad it wasn't because I didn't get to watch that game. Hopefully, we get to watch this the the game against the Cavs. But just again, similar to Kyrie, I'm purely like a, a lat like I'm. Like, so happy that Clay gets to come back. Two and a half years we haven't seen this man play. We went down, he shot the free throws, came out the game, found out he tore his ACL, working his way back from an ACL tear, boom, there goes his Achilles. Man, just, whew. I don't know how good Clay is going to be. Worst case scenario, he's just, he's, he's a decoy. Best case scenario, 
he may or may not become another, an all-star again. Borderline all-star. He would be an, an elite role player. I think he can, he, they can, he can still be the number two to the Warriors on a championship team, uh, being on a championship team like he was in 2015, and them going to the finals in 2016. I could totally see this team. I could still see this. I see this team winning a championship with or without Klay Thompson, but it just gives them an even bigger chance now. So speaking of Western Conference teams, while the Warriors championship hopes are increasing, the Lakers championship run, while they did win last night against Sacramento, it was a decent little win. I think their championship hopes are declining from what we what most people expected in August. I know in August we I ripped this team to shreds in the in the on the podcast. One of my favorite moments because I'm like, heck, I really called that. I really called the Lakers destruction right before I even though we kind of knew it was coming because Russell Westbrook isn't really a championship point guard, unfortunately. Good numbers but not good impact. The Lakers apparently tried to trade trade Russell Westbrook. And I know that sounds weird in hindsight that the Lakers are trying to trade what Russell Westbrook. Shockingly, I know it's surprising that the Lakers don't really want him on their team anymore because, you know, they gave up so much for him. You know, the best defender on their team last year, KCP, stretch big man in Kuzma, a good pick and roll threat in Montrez Harrell. I don't know why, you know, you could you would trade that to get Russell Westbrook, who notoriously has only been to the finals once, and it's because he had a top five player on his team. Not saying that Russ isn't good. Obviously, Russ is still a good, he's a good guy. That, you know, you would like Russell Westbrook on your team if you knew you weren't a contender. So, like, my, if he was on, like, a seventh AC team, I would absolutely love Russell Westbrook. Like, if my, if my favorite team was the Nuggets or something, I wouldn't mind Russell Westbrook being on my team, but Lakers fans who had once LeBron came to town knew they were trying to contend for a championship. Russell Westbrook was not the guy that they wanted. Kyle Lowry would have been a good sign and trade. I know it would have been very far fetched, but Chris Paul would have been another one that people would have. I would have appreciated Chris Paul in the Lakers more than I would appreciate Russell Westbrook on the Lakers if I was a Lakers fan. Personally, I don't care because, again, my team isn't nowhere near competition. Although we will talk about my team later. And trust me, this will be the most annoying version of Zay you will ever hear on the podcast. Is when If the Pistons go on a two-game win streak, you will hear about it on my team. You will hear it on the podcast. That we will, I will just sing our praises to the upteenth degree just because we won two games in a row. I will absolutely do that. Every time we do it, I'm going to do it on this podcast. I'm going to be extremely annoying. But, yeah, it says here that the uh, the remaining – the two seasons remaining on his five-year $206 million contract remain a massive obstacle in the Lakers' converting interest in moving Russell Westbrook in the season. I'm surprised that nobody wants to pay Russell Westbrook for the, for the performance that he's put on this year. Bringing a third superstar combined with additions to improve the squad's offensive depth raised expect expectations the Lakers will return to uh, to a championship level after winning an NBA title in 2020. Of course they did. Because here, here's a little secret. 
You didn't need to trade for a third superstar. You had two really good players and a lot of really good role players. Just bring back most of those role players who were, like, again, sure, some younger people. Like, a Willie Cauley-Stein would have been a decent little pickup at the center spot because he can get you a block, some rebounds, catch some lobs. He would basically be DeAndre Jordan, but at more athletic. You Like, some somebody who's more mobile. You really just need a mobile big man if you're playing with an Anthony Davis and a LeBron James. You don't need him to be a 25, another guy that could take 20 shots. You just need a guy that, you know, just, like I said, he can just, he's a high, just need a high IQ guy. Again, that doesn't mean go out and get the oldest player in the NBA who's played the most minutes, but shoot, go get somebody that isn't Dwight Howard again. Dwight missed a, a perfect opportunity last night. He had a, a alley-oop from, I believe, Taylor Horton Tucker threw him an, an alley-oop. Dwight caught it, breaked the back of the rim. Dwight ain't getting the uh, while He could get up there. I don't think he is getting up there anymore, sadly. Late, uh, while it's not as surprising as like, it's entertaining the idea of looking for a Westbrook suitor, flipping him to another team was always a long shot. Of course it was, because, again, nobody's paying him a hundred, a nine, like 90 he has $94 million left on that contract. Nobody's paying him $94 million for the next two years. God, nobody wanted to pay him for it. Russ's, the way Russ's game was, was only going to last so long because he plays 82 minutes, 42 minutes a game at the highest speed imaginable. That, wasn't, that was going to catch up to him eventually. And now that he's trying to play in a, in a structured system with LeBron James, it ain't working. And spoiler alert, in August it wasn't going to work. Here it is January, and the Lakers are with the seventh seed now. That ain't going to work still. They're a playing team. I have to look. Who would the Lakers be playing as of right now in the play-in? Who's the 10th seed currently? The Lakers, The Lakers. oh, they'd be playing the Kings, which, they yes, they beat the Kings last night. But, again, the Kings, you should, you should beat the Kings. You, honestly, the way, the way people were talking about this Lakers team in August and just September and eventually coming into October should beat everybody on this team, everybody on this list except for the Suns because the Suns beat them last year. That's the only team people weren't really paying attention to. Maybe the Warriors, maybe, maybe the Warriors. But people were like, oh, they're better than the Jazz. They're better than the Grizzlies. They're better than the Nuggets. They're better than the Mavs. They're better than the Clippers who are half. They're only a half game away from the Clippers. A half game. Like, if the Lakers had lost to the Kings last night, they'd be playing the Timberwolves, who just beat them. Twice, actually. They beat, they beat the Lakers twice. This is, that is ridiculous, bro. It is ridiculous. As the, the, and the people are, and their idea of, of fixing the current issues is trading Rajon Rondo, probably one of the more high IQ guys in the NBA. Are you serious now? Are you serious? Trading Rajon Rondo. And base, they basically just did it to free up a roster spot. The Knicks are going to waive Denzel Valentine, so they're also uh, wait, keeping or opening up a roster spot. Maybe it's for another person that's coming up in the podcast. So, basically, the Lakers aren't trading Russ. They're keeping this man for the rest of the season. Probably can orchestrate a buyout at this point going into next year if the Lakers are not a championship team. They are they are who I thought they were. And they end up being like a first, second round exit. 
Russ is probably getting bought out. They're probably going to look for a cheaper option at point guard. Who knows who that might be in the free agency. But that'll probably be the the issue. So next on the bot. Y'all knew. Well, we, we'll save that for later. I'll, I'll save it for the, uh, the annoying part. I'll save the annoying part later. But next is uh, Damian Lillard out for three more games. He's going through another evaluation on his abdominal injury from... The Olympics were what July, August, yep, around the same time that Russell Westbrook was a was a Laker. So yeah, Damian Lillard out again. Probably should have sat out anyway because he hasn't had the best of seasons. He had a hot stretch, but has cooled down and it's now not Damian Lillard that we we're accustomed to. I feel like he should sit out longer than three games, maybe a f- couple, few weeks. Even if that, you know, jeopardizes all-star votes, who really cares at the end of the day? Dame is solidified. But I do want to see Dame try to protect himself a little bit more. I know he, again, he does attack the paint a little bit more. He does still shoot a lot of threes, but he does he has attacked the paint more. And is taking him, he's taking some blows. He has definitely taken his bumps and bruises over the season. I feel like sitting him out for longer than three games will bring him back healthy. And he will be the Damian Lillard that we know and love. With that being said, this stretch that Damian Lillard is going to be injured for is time for them to invest in Anthony Simon. Anthony Simon has had, what, I think a nine three-pointer game the other, uh, was last night. He hit like nine. He had like nine, I remember he had like nine threes in like the second quarter. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, no, it was the night, it was the night before they played Atlanta. He finished with uh he finished with forty three. Time it, I think it's time for them to eventually invest in Anthony Simons as the full full time point guard, a full time young point. He's twenty two years old. He's twenty three by the end of the year. Can it is time for them to invest in Anthony Simons as the as the full time point guard? Now of course they still have they have a few young guys on this roster. This is a team that's ready to win or are trying to win now. I'm not saying they're ready to win now, but they're definitely trying to win now. You know, Norman Powell, he's pretty he he's older than what you would think he is. He's 28, be 29 by the end of the season. Nurkic, he's he's been in the league for longer than you realize. He's like 20, he's 27. You know, Robert Covington, he's obviously plus 30. He's you know, Larry Nance Jr. came in already as an older dude. Now he's he's gonna be 30. He's gonna be 30 by the end of the year. Or he's gonna be 30 next year. You know, Ben McLemore, a guy that's been in the league forever. Like, they have a lot of, I would you, would you would say, quote-unquote, guys in their prime. Not, you know, all-stars, obviously, but guys who are hitting prime age. And, not, they're, and again, this isn't a team that to be competing for a championship, so I say probably by, probably by the offseason, I feel like most of these guys should be gone. Two teams that need, like Larry Nance Jr. on like Atlanta, that'd be a good fit because Atlanta would like more defense. Even even if it's just as an limited backup role, defense, 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 prioritized for Atlanta. They have a lot of guys that can score, but not a lot of guys that play defense other than DeAndre Hunter, who's been injured, Cam Reddish, who's been inconsistent, and give or take, Clint Capella sometimes is a role is a is a rim protector. Larry Nance Jr. can give you perimeter and post defense. I'd like to see Atlanta try to target Larry Nance Jr. Nurkic, Lord knows what team needs a center right now. Honestly, 
and he kind of plays similar to 80% of the centers in his league, which is pick and roll, dink and dump. Maybe go get you a bucket in the post, but mostly just a guy that can catch a lob or get putbacks. That's kind of Robert Covington. Any championship contender will be looking for Robert Covington. He's in the same mold of, spoiler, somebody on my team, Jeremy Grant, who defense shoots threes. Whether he makes them or not, he does shoot them. And he's just a, he's just a an a a tier role player. Of course, Ben McLemore, he's been he's bounced around for every team he's been on for the last decade almost, which that's even weird to say that Ben McLemore's been in the league for almost a decade. That just shows you how how old you are you are getting as a, as a human being. Dennis Smith Jr. I you know again I would like to see him make the roster long term, but he probably real reality will say. He probably won't. Trent Wofford, a guy they took in the second round. He, like I said, while he only 21 years old, don't know how long if Portland will invest in him full time. But I will say though, all in all, if Portland still has most of this roster going into next year, I'm gonna rant on this podcast come September, October, that we are going to. I, I will rant on this podcast. If this, if everybody that was in the rotation for them for the last four or five games is still on this roster next year, if Norman Powell is still making his money, if Nurkic is still here, if Nance is still here, if Covington, maybe Ben McLemore, they might replace him with Nick Stoskis. Who knows? If they, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. or uh, what's his face? Like I said, if if all of those role players are still on this roster next year, I am going to be furious. Tony Snell, I'm not, we're not, we, this is going to be the rant, the team we rant on that's not the Lakers. So next, another coach has entered COVID protocols. It's sad to see now that like 90% of notifications now is just coaches or and, and players too. A lot of players have entered protocols, but mostly if it's been coaches too, coaches are entering COVID protocols. And it's and it, again, it sucks, bro. Because I think that's what twelve coaches now have entered COVID protocols in the last two weeks. Of course, some of the top guys like uh, Monty Williams have entered COVID protocols. Rick Carlisle was in COVID protocols, and now it's Coach Bud. Mike Budenholzer has entered COVID protocols and will miss tonight's game versus uh, Toronto. That's via woes. Wow, Darvin Ham is going to be an acting coach. That's dope, man. I uh, we we love Darvin Ham around here. One of the best assistants in the league. Will hope I hope that a team that's looking for a head coach next year does look towards Darvin Ham. But gosh, like I said, it it bugs my mind that like just wear your mask, people. Even if you're anti-mask, protect the people around you. Even if you don't feel like protecting yourself, but it's also like it is it's just responsibility. You know that you're a high profile name, one of the top teams in the league as a you know, middle aged man, and still haven't like don't find a way to protect yourself or protect yourself at all costs as as best as humanly possible. It just it while it doesn't it doesn't make me upset because at the end of the day, don't really care. Although I do kind of care because they just played the Pistons last night. But it it I want to sound I don't know how to sound 
non-political when I say this, but it's like, just at least try to protect yourself. Again, even if you don't believe in the masks, protect people. Some people do. Just, like, like I said, maybe even just keep a regular face covering or just stay at home. Stay in a closed area by yourself. That's really all you need. So enough on that topic. It's time. Can we talk about the Pistons winning two games in a row? Oh, boy. I'm ready to talk about the Pistons winning back-to-back games. We had a banger with the, the G League Pistons uh, beating the San Antonio Spurs in overtime. My heart was sinking in and out, bro, watching that game. Literally sitting here in the office watching the game on my uh, on my monitor. Just I'm praying, Brent Forbes, don't do it to us. Because it's always going to be somebody random that beats the Pistons. It was with Grayson Allen a couple weeks ago. Or no, it was uh, Max Struess. Max Struess on the Miami Heat and hit a game winner on us. And Tyler Hero hit back-to-back threes on us, too, that ended up beating us by, like, four, I believe. But we did it. Spurs, they blew it. They're in the same boat as us. They're trying to tank, too. And then we beat the mostly healthy NBA champions. Obviously, they're missing Brooke Lopez. for They've been missing him for a while. But we beat the Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Bobby Portis, Pat Connors, and Grayson Allen. We beat those boys. We beat that Milwaukee Bucks team with with the regular Pistons, the K. Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Jackson, uh, Josh Jackson Pistons, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay is is turning into. And obviously, he won't be an All Star because he's doing this on the worst team in the league, so they don't respect him. But he's putting up All Star level numbers, and is not. We're now on a win streak. Two in a row from Detroit. Of course, that's not going to last. We'll probably lose the next four, six games or whatever. It really doesn't matter. Like I said, it does not matter to me at all. We are on a winning streak. We can say that we were on a winning streak. We do play the Hornets tonight. That is in Charlotte, so not really expecting much. Then we play Memphis the next night. Again, not expecting much. But, man, just it makes me happy. Detroit is on a win streak. Man, 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 man. Detroit, Detroit is on the, the Pistons are on a win streak. Makes me happy, makes me smile. Words of the legend flight. And the final one. We probably my favorite episode in podcast in the ZC, in the ZCP history. Ben Simmons. Being we we joked it was obviously a joke. I hope nobody took it serious. But us talking about Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert being on the Jazz. Well, Ben Simmons, not in Utah, but Ben Simmons could potentially be traded somewhere else. The New York Knicks have reportedly been moved their interest into going all in on the championship run. Names that have been brought up, Damian Lillard we talked about earlier, and Benjamin Simmons. New York, spoiler alert, Ben Simmons ain't going to get you a championship. At least this current iteration of Ben Simmons ain't going to get you a championship. That's I'm going to keep it short and sweet. No title there. You're not going to win a title with this roster. You're not going to win a title with another roster. So just find a contender that might be looking for D-Rose. Find a contender that's looking for Kimbo. Find a contender that's looking for uh, Alec Burks, et cetera, et cetera. Because that ain't going to work around her. 
Okay, so if you missed the previous 46 episodes of the podcast, you know, you know, check them out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and right here on Anchor. You know, if you want to hit me up on the socials, I have, I'm pretty sure I have the socials in the bio. You can check that out. And until next time, I love you. You love me. Let's love each other.